Welcome to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. Tori and B is on vacation. He is in Atlanta. He's having the time of his fucking life. I'm here and I'm joined by Robbie Digital. Yo, what up? And I'm also joined by Eli P. Hello to all. What's good? And today we're going over Kitsy Ghost. Kitsy Ghost is a collaborative project released by Kanye West and Kid Cudi in 2018. If you remember correctly, Kanye went on this crazy um, rant like he always used to do. He's been pretty quiet, thankfully, lately. But he used to go on these rants. And in between these rants of this time, he announced like a slew of albums that were coming out every week. It was kind of unheard of. All the albums would be seven tracks long. Um, amongst them, one of the first ones to, the first one to drop was Daytona by Pusha T. Um, further down the list, I know Tiana Taylor dropped. I know uh, Nas dropped. And in between all of these releases was Kitsy Ghost, which everybody was excited about because Kitsy Ghost came as a, as a collaborative album, like I said, with Cuddy. But everybody really loved Cuddy's, um, Cuddy's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His chemistry with Kanye. Everybody really loved their chemistry because, you know, it was kind of packaged off 808s and Heartbreak and how Cuddy really, really influenced that album and that time. Um, so everybody was looking forward to this. Seven tracks, what would we get? Cuddy was in a much different place in his life. Kanye obviously is always in a different place in his life. So it was like, yo, what the hell are we gonna get? And this album came to fruition. The artwork was handled by um, Rob, you know his name? Mayor Kami. Yes, who also handled the artwork for graduation. Yes. Um, so this album, I really was looking forward to this one. Um, it came, at the time, I wasn't really that big into it. Um, I kind of just played it and was on to the next. I think it had to do also with the format of how he was releasing these albums. Cause it was just like, I would listen to it and be like, all right, what's next? Cause it just, I didn't have time to really sit with these projects. And that's the problem with, with rollouts like that, that is so extreme. Um, but what did you guys think? Uh, Eli, I want to start with you. what you think of this album? Uh, what can I say about this album, man? I mean, I'm glad I'm glad it finally happened because of, you know, the years that they've, uh, you know, collaborated with each other throughout the years. They've made amazing music together. Um, this album does this album definitely doesn't disappoint at all. Um, and uh, I think out of the seven songs, I would have to say, I think about two or three of them are involved in my day to day since this album dropped. Wow. So three yeah. years, three years straight, you've been playing these like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. OK. Perfect. All right. Uh, and yeah. oh, my bad. You said what? Said it's an amazing album. OK. Um, Rob, what do you think? I didn't even pay attention to this shit. I was so I was so over Kanye at this point. Um, this is a very problematic time for Ye. Um, he had this shit with Trump going on. Um, just the, the tours. And it was just a lot. It was a lot with Kanye at that time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Daytona had dropped first. Daytona was a really big deal. Um, trying to process that. Then processing Tiana Taylor and how upset she was with her album. Mm -hmm. Then the blunder that was Nasir, 
And then we got Kids See Ghosts maybe later in the year, like August, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Kids See, Kids See Ghosts the last? No. It's it the was, last It's the last project. Tiana wasn't the last? No, wow. Tiana was right like in the middle. The second or third. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we got this out. This album released, if I'm not mistaken, June. It was June 8th. So this was right around the time of what, Coachella, maybe? Not Coachella, but Governor's Ball. They performed this shit somewhere and everyone went ape shit. I don't remember where it was, uh, but... I think I'm almost positive it was Coachella. I don't know. I want to say Coachella, but I could be fucking wrong. But I know niggas was like, oh my God! And I was like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't really care. I I really don't care. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it was hard for me to care when this album dropped because um, a lot of shit was happening, like you said, with Kanye, that it just was distracting from the music. Like, ah, we were both wrong. We were both wrong. They, they performed at uh, Camp Flognob. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, the, April. The, that's that, why I know it felt, it felt close. I was like, I felt like we, we got it. So they announced it. Kanye announced it on Twitter the 19th. But the release was in June. Now, the only thing I really remember about like regretting about this album was not buying the merch. I yeah. think so, the merch was some of the best merch we had seen collaboratively um, from a design and fashion standpoint. All of it came from Cactus Plant Flea Market. Cactus Plant Flea Market at the time was a very up and coming brand. Um, so it was a really big deal that Kanye had collaborated with them to do the work. It was abstract, it was rough, but the clothes were really heavy and, and heavily embossed. Um, and I was just like, wow, well, I guess. And now some of that merch goes over like $1,300, $1,400. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Right. So <laughs> I, then I listened to the album and I was just like, meh. Um, because at that time, Kanye was kind of saying that he wasn't going to he wasn't going to do traditional rap. Remember, he was saying he was going to do gospel. He wasn't really going to do rap or anything like that. So to get that was a pretty was a pretty big deal at the time. Yeah. Um, so it, it was lackluster to me. I was a little disappointed, to be honest. By the album? Yeah. Like I was like, it kind of came and went. I know, I know, like there's songs on there that I can feel the light. I know people love that, but I was just like. Uh, like at that time, like I was, I was kind of just, I was just kind of over it because I had wanted, I had wanted rapping kind of for so long. <laughs> yeah, it's not violence and negativity, but one thing about Kanye, he always exude, exuded confidence, and he was kind of like my superhero. Like I, I could listen to his music and feel empowered. And that could be selfish as a listener and as a fan. Um, to ask him to constantly deliver that kind of high energy. And for some, he did. But I also think by the time we got Kids See Ghosts, his fan base changed. Mm-hmm. Like, to look, the, the fan base, the people who were buying the merch, it didn't look like us anymore. His, his, Remember, his fan, that, ain't that the crazy thing, though? I think Kanye is one of the few artists that his fan base got younger. Yeah, he did. Fans of Kanye. Yeah, his fan base. His fan base got younger. Like I like when you talk to people that are Kanye fans, 
I think for us, we hope like, cause there's so many different eras of Kanye. So there's eras yeah. of Kanye that really speak to the younger crowd where um, as for us, and I guess, let me just speak for myself. For me, I hold Kanye in the regard of being this guy that always had his back against the wall and always had to prove a point, right? Which he kind of still mm -hmm. is, but for him, he always had to prove a point in a sense that he always, for him, had to prove that he was good at something. Whether it was rapping, when he had to prove that he was a good rapper for himself and for Con and for Hove and for Dame and for everybody on Rockefeller at that time, he had to prove he was a good rapper. He had to, he, he knew he was nice at production, but he wanted to be a rapper. And then when he became a rapper, that's all that he was like consumed by. But then he got bored with it when niggas really accepted him. Then he kind of reared off into being like, yo, fashion world not letting me in, fashion world not letting me in. And like, that's kind of how he operates, I think. I think he operates best when his back, back is against the wall or when there's doubt. Now, my whole point in saying all of that is that I think the younger crowd identifies where he is now, where he's kind of scattered and all over the place. And, you know, he speaks to that attention span. Like that's the attention span of today. Like where you kind of just trying to figure it out. You're all over the fucking place. Thoughts are scrambled. And that's exactly what Kanye is. Like he embodies that, right? And for us, we we saw Kanye being at the top of the top. Like we saw him fight to get there and stay there with excellent production and raps that were like actually piercing. Going toe to toe with Hove and actually getting better verses than Hove. Like that's the Kanye that we had. Like, so just seeing where he is now, it's a little disappointing, but he's still musically so fucking gifted. Like it's it's insane. So like even when he's not trying, he still leaps and bounds ahead of a lot of people. So um yeah, we'll get cool. we'll get we'll get into the album itself. The album kicks off with Feel the Love. Feel the Love features Pusha T and is produced by Kanye West, Mike Dean, and Benny Blanco. And there's, I think, like six other producers on this shit, but um, but those are like the main names. And you got Plain Pat, sorry, and Justin Vernon and um Cashmere Cat, no Noah Goldstein, you know, and that and I want and I want to get into that too, because the misconception of Kanye is that he's so egotistical that he doesn't work with other people and shit. But like Kanye is egotistical when it comes to raps and for what he feels like he deserves. He's never one to feel like he's better than everybody in the room as far as when it comes to working on music. Like, Kanye doesn't write all his shit and he's vocal about that. Like, he, he's very collaborative. With all, all of the lights have like 40 people on that shit. Like, he's, he just has people in the studio because. Um, yeah. But feel the love nonetheless great way to kick this album off this this was really really dope and that little scatting that he had at the end that was fire i, I, I love it i love it that's some supreme levels of cocaine absolutely that's, and, that's some and, it, oh, and, and honestly it's so it's so fucking kanye because that isn't the first time that we've heard Kanye do some shit like that before. Like he's he's been vocal, he's been he's been tapped into the whole you know scatting type of type of vibe or whatever. Um, man, but yeah, what a, it's a great way to kick the album off. Uh, the drums are incredible on this. Yeah. Shit. 
Like the drums really fucking hit. Uh, the scatting fucking hits. Um, what else? Uh, Pusha's verse, Pusha's verse. This we got to put the verse like in the midst of all the Drake beef. We thought we was gonna get like a little Drake uh, jab or whatever, but we didn't get that on here. Um, he came with that. He came with all the love, all, all that. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's a great way to start the album. Y'all. I really, I really do fuck with this one. This is definitely the ones that like I listen to on a day to day. Yeah, this is this is a good one. I really like this one. This was a great way to start this off. And Pusha, what was funny is I didn't know Pusha would be on the song when I first heard it. And that was a nice, pleasant surprise when he when he kicked it off. Um, and Kanye and Pusha, there's like something special about that contrast, like for real. Yeah. And I, I like when they work together. Um, but yeah, so we'll get, were you going to say something? Yeah, because I, um, I, I just want to be, clear with with Eli's statement of uh there was no no jab at Drake. Other niggas because we them other niggas. (laughs) That's not really a jab. That's not a jab. Nigga, that's a jab. That's not a that's not bro that could be aimed at anybody. That's just a general statement. You not worry about them other niggas. (laughs) Them niggas. Them niggas over there, cause we them other niggas. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that, there was no reference to an owl. There's no reference to anything. There's nah, no bro. sound. Nothing. It's to me. It. To me, that's what I heard. Um, those, are, those are those people. And then uh, <laughs> the fun fact about this was that Pusha was on a flight. Kanye hit him up and was like, "Yo, I need. Can you record a verse? I need a verse like right now." And he was like, well, I can't right now. Like, I'm on a flight, this and that. The album was already announced, and this album was coming out in about seven hours, seven to eight hours. Eesh. Like, yo, I need, I need a verse right now. So he booked, he booked the flight. Um, well, no, he booked the uh he booked the studio, um, landed in Montreal, and um that's when he he went and recorded it. Like, so that's how extreme. Kanye would have me stressed. Like, shit like that. Like, don't give me short notice and shit like that. Like, like you hitting me up when this album is announced and people are already waiting up for this album. People waiting up that night and you not done. Like, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. But you know... And then we get this album like a day or two after it was supposed to drop? Because that's what uh, he was doing. He was like... We we got this Like, yo, Friday is coming out. And then like... Friday, Thursday night will go by, we ain't get nothing. Friday will go by, we ain't get nothing. Saturday will go by, we wouldn't get anything. Sunday will go by, we wouldn't get anything. Well, this also was around the same time that I think we got this album because people hated Ye so much. People really I love Ye. I'm sorry. I Listen, I'm sorry, but I really, really fuck with Ye. That I'm bipolar, I'm happy now, whatever you want to fucking call that shit. I'm bipolar, it's awesome. Yeah, there you go. That that album, that album's very, very fucking good. But no, it the album is called Yay. That's that was just the what was written on it. But it's called but, Ye. I wanna call it. Nonetheless, that was a fire. So album. like because the, the reviews for that album were so negative that we got this album like 
damn, hold on. Like I was like, okay. This it was a, it was a lot. I felt like he was he was doing a lot. I felt like this album was kind of rushed, just because it was a, a marriage of an, of two people that we really wanted a great album from, and I think that's what kind of pisses me off about Kanye in this day and age that everything is um rushed. Where we're talking about someone who used to be very meticulous about what he did. And even in a sense, you could say, because I know Eli's looking at me like, what are you talking about? He said the album was going to come out Thursday. We didn't get it until next Friday. That's fine. But you're talking about someone who was so methodical about everything that he did, that even to something to say, to me, for you to push an album back like a week or two weeks, that shows me that's off your game. Because, because if you look, if you think about it, we've been getting late albums from Kanye since Pablo. Yeah. That's fucking weird to me. Pablo was dumb late. Pablo was mad late. I remember when remember when he performed on SNL and he was like, I'm available on title right now, right, 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 right now. And everybody rushed the title and it wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> that album was supposed to drop February 15th. We did not get that album until March. <laughs> but no, so, I mean, I, I mean, that's, I think that's the best part about Kanye is that, you know, he, it's very rare that he'll do like the same thing over and over. You know what I mean? And this, this was definitely one of those rollouts. Like, you know, this, the thing that he was very vocal about, one thing that he was extremely vocal about throughout the whole entire process of all these albums being pushed out and all these albums being made is just that, you know, he kept in, I don't, and, I'm, and I don't know if either one of you guys remember, but he kept on saying, you know, you know, we're putting out music in real time, in real time, real time, real time. So, you know, all of these albums, like I, I could definitely believe that because uh, Daytona is a masterpiece. I'm not the biggest uh, Pusha fan, but that is a that's that's probably one of the few perfect albums. And that album, I I can't I can't say that they were I can't say that they just made those beats within weeks. Like you know how good those those beats are. Nah, you were sitting on them shits for like a while. Them shits were in the hard drive for a minute. And I could and I could believe that maybe maybe two or three songs from Kid See Ghost were um were made within within the couple of weeks that they had because you could see you could hear the chemistry you could see you could see the chemistry you could feel the chemistry that that Kid Cudi and um and and Kanye have like on on this entire record um my favorite thing my, uh and what track are we on right now we're, we're still, still on track on. one are we still yeah, on track sure. It's Man, a short was, album, so we have we have some time to like really talk about these tracks. But yeah. if you want to go to we can. Yeah, yeah let's just shoot over the next, next one. one. Eli, did you wrap up your point? Uh it's it's more it's more it's more for a closing statement, but yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So we'll get into the next one. I didn't want to like cut you off. Uh yeah. the next song. Next song is fire. It's produced by Kanye, Cuddy. Andre 3000 is listed as a producer on this song. Uh Book the Beast and Evax. Yeah, there's a lot of people on um on here. Yeah. Man. Uh shit, if you want to be honest, uh who else? We had 
Yes, Cuddy, uh, Boogs the Beast, Evan, and there's Matt. Yo, it's mad people on these albums, bro. Like, I, I don't know how he does that, but that shit is incredible. I like the intro though. I love you. I love all the sh- all your shit talking. I love all your shit talking. You ain't got nothing better to do. Do it yourself. Like he just like he just kind of says random shit now, and it's just like okay. And I feel like it's just weird. Like I remember when I hung on to every word this nigga said in my name. It's just like I don't know. You know who's fun it is? You know I have a Kanye tattoo, right? I never knew you had a Kanye tattoo. What is your Kanye tattoo? tattoo from his first album? Um, I um track number wait, how long was how long was College Dropout? It's 21 tracks or 19? 21. I believe it's 21. Yeah, I don't have to. Oh, it's a lyric from Last Call. Um, I could let dream killers kill my self-esteem and use my arrogance as esteem to power my dreams. I got that in my first college year. Um, it was my second tattoo. It's like pretty faded now. I was going to cover it, but I mean, you know, every now and then I just look at it and I'm like, good times. <laughs> I, think that, I think what you said is right, though. Like when I talked to uh, to Clark Kent, Clark Kentson, his 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 recollection of Kanye is completely different than ours. Mm-hmm. Like for for us, the three best Kanye albums are the first three. Yeah. For him, everything that Kanye is doing right now is incredible. Like, he loves he loves from Jesus up. He doesn't even listen to the previous album. Well, so it's hard because a lot of the younger the younger kids, a lot of them caught yay at Yeezus. It's hard. It's hard to it's hard to figure out though, because Twisted Fantasy is immaculate. Immaculate. It yeah. is, it is, but I think when I look at Kanye for for us taking Kanye by himself. It's those three. When I look at like collaborative projects and bodies of work and timestamps, mm-hmm. Twisted Dark Fantasy is that. It is a timestamp. Like it's it's when everything comes together where you have the right money, you have the right budget, you have the right team, you have the right team of writers, you can get any feature you want. Like, like the nigga had two members of the Wu-Tang on that album. Yeah. <laughs> so like... He was just you know, that's, shit. He had a song. Yeah. yeah, he put Raekwon on a song with Justin Bieber. That shit is so like, <laughs> so like I think that's different. Like that's that's a culmination of real talent and people really fucking with you. But when you talk to the younger kids, Twisted Dark Fantasy doesn't even exist for them. Yeah. Like it's Jesus. Like they're like, Jesus is fucking incredible. It it's a pillar, it's a pillar point in my life. I love Ye, I love Pablo, I love the merch, I love Kid Cudi. Like they, they it's interesting that they their recollection of Ye is two different people. I think Pablo, I think Pablo's is his best album after after uh, my Twisted Dark Fantasy. You think that's his best? Yeah, man. Like Saint, like like the track, like the song Pablo, dog, he's literally talking about everything that he is going through, that he's been going through for the past like two to three years, right now on that track. When that song, when, when that shit came out, bruh. Eli, Eli be like, hello, fellow kids. 
It's true, man. Like I fucking, I love that album. I think I think that album deserves a lot more praise, and I and I think people are gonna catch up in a couple of years because, wow, that's an amazing body of work. What do no, you think about Fire? Really good. It's really good. I, I can't lie. Um, Pablo is really good. Me. What do you me, think about Fire? To me, I feel like Saint Pablo is literally a collage oh, of everything that. What? Yeah. So back on track. What do you think about Fire? Fire is amazing. And fire is exactly what the title of the track is. Like, um, it feel when when you hear the song, it feels like you're in the woods listening to it in the middle of a campfire, and you're just, you know, it's a per, it's a perfect aesthetic that goes with the album um, that goes with the album. Um, it feels like you're listening to the track um in front of a campfire in the middle of the woods. Uh Cuddy sounds fucking great on this shit. Um, what else, man? Um, I just wish that this song was a little bit longer. I fuck with this one a lot. This one's not part of my day-to-day, but this one's definitely, like, this one's cool. Yeah, I do fuck with this one a lot. I like the... I like how... I like how Cuddy is aware of how much his fan base loves his hums. Yeah. And he 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 tries to give them that all the time. <laughs> All the time, he kicks it off with this song. This is this is a really solid piece. Rob, you had something on this? I can't hear you, Rob. Yeah, my fault. No, not really. It, it's 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 real. Like I think Kitsy Ghost for me is like rock star music. Okay. Um, like it, it, it gives me rock star music vibes, and actually, I could definitely feel. It. I yeah, I understand you on that. All right, we'll get to the next song. The next song is wait, shit, my bad. Next song is Fourth Dimension. Fourth Dimension is produced by Kanye, Mike Dean, and Noah Goldstein, and it features Louis Prima. Yeah. How we feel? Yeah. Uh, oh, and where's that sample from, Rob? Put your mic on, player. Fucking. I don't have the sample. I don't have the sample. Okay, I got you. The sample, the song samples uh, "Someday," which appears at the end of the song. Um, oh, that was at the end of the song, but also it features. Give me one second. Shit, let me see. Fourth dimension. It also samples uh oh yeah, what will Santa Claus say? That's the that's the original sample from uh Louis Prima when he finds yes, Prima, when he yeah. finds everybody swinging. Yeah, that's that's where the sample is from. <laughs> yo, this song is is yo, this song is like this song is literally this is, the, this is classic Kanye cooler. production. This is really good Kanye production. Yeah. This is, I think this is a perfect song. I think this is probably one of the best Kanye songs. Like, <laughs> she see, uh, what she, what, what are you saying? Uh, she seen, she see, wait, what? She it feels me. so good as it costs. Oh, yeah. Bought out uh, alligator. I ain't talking Lacoste. Lacoste. Um, got me sounding like Master P and Rick Ross. Uh uh-uh. uh. She said, uh, what she say? Yeah, she seemed, she seemed to, she seemed to make me feel like a, like a ball. Like, she's that. Damn, I can't see these little Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> but like a boss always. Uh uh-uh. uh. She said I'm in the wrong. Uh, she said I'm in the wrong hole. I said I'm lost. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> Bro, like that's perfect, Kanye. That's perfect, Kanye. That's really good, Kanye. That's like classic, Kanye. That is. That's 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 college dropout all the way to this very point. That's always been Kanye. He always got to say some wild, crazy sex line. Always a crazy yeah. sex bar. Drop that's Kanye. Offering. This the theme song. This the theme. Yeah, this is like this is like Kanye is back. Hey. Cuddy killed yeah. it too, but I feel like Kanye stole the momentum on this song. That's a fact, yeah. Um, that's what pisses me off. Saha got busy on this. Saha did get busy on this. I, <laughs> so I think that's what pisses, pisses me off about Ye because it's like there's glimpses, and I mean, I can't, I can't be mad at that. Like, it is what it is. You see what I'm saying? Like, I understand where. <laughs> you personally have, you know, you change your life and you change your religion, but like, you can't be getting bars from rapper niggas and then saying shit like this. Like, it don't make no sense to me. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I'd rather opt out, so I don't know. I mean, but that's the reason, but that's the reason why we love Kanye. Like Kanye, Kanye will praise God and talk about doing some wild shit to a shorty the next bar, like, that's 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 what makes that's what makes Kanye so relatable. That's what makes Kanye so prolific. That's what makes Kanye so fun to listen to. Right. You know. You can't yeah. you can't you, you can't get tired of that. I know I don't get tired of that shit. I love that shit. <laughs> she I said I'm wrong. I said I'm lost. Uh uh-uh. uh. Come on now. That's a <laughs> bar. That was a bar though. I'm not gonna take it. That was a bar. Yeah. Now drop to your knees for the offering. Yep. Um, all right. So yeah, I ain't talking the cost. We'll get into the next one, which is uh free ghost town part two, and it features Ty Dolla Sign. It's produced by Kanye, Cuddy, and Mike Dean. Yes, Actually, sir. Jeff Vasker, Books the Best, Andrew Dawson, Andy C, and Russell Love Cruz are all listed as producers on this one. God damn. And you have you have a quote the speech on trial and persecution for Marcus Garvey on here as well. Yes, yes, thank you for that. And I think that's, I think that's why, I think that's where my frustration with Ye comes from because- You done listed like 20 different frustrations with this nigga. (laughs) Yeah, because I think it's like, or maybe I have it asked backwards to be honest. Maybe the prolific thinkers that I feel like are some of the greatest black thinkers in the 21st century, mm-hmm. maybe they wouldn't have been Democrat. Maybe they would have been, you know, independent voters. Maybe they looked at the establishment as assimilation and not it being an exception to the rule. Maybe that's where my confusion comes from for you to vote for Trump. And maybe I just don't see it. I don't know. I think the amount of hate that I had at the time was so blinded, but I feel like he constantly battles with this side of like, I listen to these people where you think I threw them away and I didn't throw them away. I'm still very cognizant of my blackness and aware of my blackness and where it comes from, regardless if you think that you can't see it. I get because that. Because to, to have Marcus Garvey as a sample in the song, in 2018 and what Ye was doing at 2018, 2018 is very problematic. 
I mean, well, yeah, when he did when he did that uh the the cop killer verse for Nas, like I didn't want to hear that shit. Just like yo, bro, you literally the album dropped a week after you pulled up to SNL with the uh with the uh with the Trump hat and you was over here. They try to get me to take my hat off. Da-da-da-da-da. It's just like yo, bro. Like, yeah, that was a lot. That yeah, that was a lot. And then if it's one thing that I understand, it's just that like, at least at least with this particular rollout, with everything that was going on in 2019, I mean 2018 with uh with Kanye, um, what I've come to realize is just that like a lot of the rollouts have zero to do with the album because his antics don't even match the lyrics in the album. And the only thing that like really like um, uh, coincide with everything that with a lot of things uh, with some of the things that he was talking about was uh, was the stuff that he was going through with uh, with the Yay album with the mental health issues. Everything else other than that, it was all this political bullshit, and he was just trolling. And you know, we've heard it from we've heard it from Kanye time and time again. Like he he loves the attention, he loves ruffling feathers, he loves getting people upset. He doesn't mind being the bad guy because he knows that, listen, y'all can point fingers at me all the time, but I'm going to give you some incredible music. And there's no denying that. I think he doesn't mind being the bad guy because Tom usually shows that he's right. Uh, yeah. I don't want to say, I think it's a very unpopular opinion and I don't mean to get too political, but you think about, I'll just throw this out there just for shits and giggles. You know how he felt about Obama, I mean, about Trump and Trump and Biden, and then Biden passing an executive order for Asian hate and didn't pass an executive order for Black people. So I think the, the things that Kanye usually says, it may not be in the best delivery, and I think that's always been his issue is him and him and Jay-Z with fucking delivery be all over the fucking place. Well, but I think um, when it comes to Jay-Z. We're past kneeling. What did you say? Oh, that. Okay. So we're, I don't go ahead. Go ahead. Which, but I think the music is inherently clear that their consciousness of their influence and their blackness at all times. Yeah. I think that's what's what, that makes them such prolific artists that- But I don't think, at, I don't think Jay-Z miss, uh, misspeaking one time should give him that, uh, it should give him that stigma. True, but I think that blunder at the time was a very emotional blunder. It was a very emotional blunder. So I it's think that rare that we see that we see Ho fuck up in in the in the public eye, like yeah, he's very been, and if anything, I'm exaggerating. Maybe we've seen Ho fuck up in the public eye three times at best. Yeah, uh-huh. you know what I mean. As opposed as opposed to Kanye, who deliberately fucks up, <laughs> who looks at the fuck up button and picks it and just presses and yes. just presses no other option but to fuck up, like. <laughs> What else am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Like you, you know, like that's that's Kanye's purpose. He's been vocal about that throughout his career, periodically throughout his career. Where it's just like, 
I'm a troll. I love being a troll and y'all going to fall for it. Like y'all going to fall for it every single time of the way. Like, yo, when, when he, when, like, yo, we, um, for all these, for all these albums that he, um, that he did seven albums, seven songs, he was the bad guy for his last album, the, the Jesus album. He was the bad guy, uh, for St. Pablo. He was the bad guy. Like, um, um, what else? Uh, I can't remember. I, I I think I think uh, I think when he was doing Yeezus, he was getting out of the whole like um, ba- uh, backing away from like. I mean, well, that was his outro from like you know, I guess like constantly getting at the fashion industry and and capitalism and all that other fucking shit or whatever. Which you know, I think Yeezus was like the last piece of Kanye that like we that we have really held true to Kanye. The only difference was it was just the sound. Yeah. You know, because you have you have black skinhead, you have um, what's the other one where, you know, there's a lot of these songs are very like he the thing is, is just that we're you know, we grew up listening to Kanye going into detail about some of these issues where now he's reached a point where, listen, I don't have to go into detail and give you a conscious rapper. I could give you one or two bars that get straight to the point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's the same Kanye. He's, he's just finding new and creative ways to, to elevate his message, which I think it's amazing. You know, at the same time, while it's amazing to see, it's also extremely very tongue in cheek. Yeah, but he is he finding new ways to deliver his message or is he just not caring? That's the that's uh, where they kind of, you know, those two, those, those two viewpoints cross paths more than people want to admit. Yeah, and but that's but that's the thing with Kanye. That's always been Kanye. Like Kanye's he's more, Kanye, and I've said this before, and people got mad. But Kanye is more like a DJ Khaled now, in a sense where he just orchestrates. He orchestrate. He's a he's a more refined. He's like DJ Khaled 2.0 because he actually gives you raps. But I say that because he gives you he he curates these moments on tracks. He's kind of always been that because he's always been a fan of hip-hop and a fan of these people you call him quality or quaily i put him on songs with jay-z like he takes people that aren't supposed to be that wouldn't exist in the same world and puts them on and makes it sound amazing yeah and that's kind of what that's kind of what Khaled does Khaled does the same thing it's just that Khaled is a one-trick pony because he takes the same the same super friends and he puts them on. If you're getting a Khaled album, you're gonna have a Wayne verse. You're gonna have uh, Justin Bieber. Have that one reggae song. Gonna <laughs> have that one reggae. You know, you know, heavily sampled Spanish joint, like yeah. So, so oh, new, 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 new super friend. You're gonna have a real dope Cardi verse that knocks. Yeah, that's a that new. You don't get new Cardi. Anybody that anyone like the new Cardi super friend is like, I'm gonna give you rapping Cardi that you'll never hear anywhere else. Yeah, I think he used to do that with Kanye a lot. Like when he would go get Kanye, we would get a super dope Kanye song that we never would get from Kanye on a on a regular. Well, like that. Uh, I wish it would or Theraflu. Go hard, go hard. Oh yeah. Do you remember how? Like Kanye had that, that that one. It was like Jesus Christ. Like, this is Kanye West. This is not nice. 
Kanye West. Like they yeah. shot the video in black and white. Like you knew it was a different kind of energy. But yeah. I will say this: he can fuck up with Jay Z verse. Um, but uh, yes, he can. Yes, he can. But did you guys share anything on Reborn? Um, Reborn is okay. I'm not. Uh, well, Reborn, I think, is one of the best songs of Cuddy's career. Honestly, yeah, it's a yeah. very good song. Absolutely, very good song. it's a very heavy song. The topic of of mental health is big on this one. Yeah. Um, you know, he really he really gets into it. Kanye gets into it on this. This is a very, it's a deep one, man. I think I think I think you owe this another listen, Rob. Yeah, like uh, um, Cuddy, Cuddy's definitely the one who outshines on on this track. Like, yeah. um, you know, this whole entire yeah, song is. This whole entire song is is, is is a feeling, man. Like this is vintage Cuddy. This is Man on the Moon Cuddy. Like this is this is Cuddy. This is Cuddy at his best, man. Where you know you we're not getting we're not getting a lot of bars. It's a lot of harmonizing. It's a lot of hums. Um, it's it's what we love. It's what we love from Cuddy. And you know if it's one thing that Cuddy's good at, it's he's good at being blatantly honest being true to himself like you know he don't it's not it's never been about the jewelry it's never been about the women it's never been about the cars it's never been about the fancy life and you, you know look where i'm at and look who i'm with and you know that's just never been cuddy's thing and you know to see cuddy you know you know, and this album, this album was the, I think this album was like the first release that we got from him getting out of, of um, out of rehab from either, you know, a drug, a drug addiction or just from being in, um, in, in, you know, in deep depression and, you know, and to see, and to see Cuddy, you know, to hear Cuddy be happy was a real treat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what this song, you know, shows that's what it displays it just shows like like yeah man like yo shit was tough man but listen i didn't give up and i'm still here and you can do the same thing and that's always been cuddy's message yeah it's um it is very refreshing to hear cuddy in this light to be reflective on where he was and where he is yeah. Um, I think we've always known Cuddy as this dark artist and I've always said this about Cuddy that so it was like um, more of like a like a ballad yeah, yeah. But I've always said this about Cuddy, where I would say, like, yo, his fans that are like going through shit, um, they see his that they see him as this mental health advocate and the one to kind of help them push through. And I think that takes a toll on his mental health because it gives him so much responsibility to help people get out the rut that they have that they've been in. Yeah. And he takes I'm on that. He takes on that burden and I always think like, damn, like what's it going to be like for Cuddy to be in a good place and still have to reflect on this old material? And I feel yeah. like that probably fucks with him because he seems like he's in a better place now. But when he goes on these tours and these concerts and people want to hear uh, Pursuit of Happiness and and all these heavy songs that are going to make you relive those moments, how was that going to be? Yeah. So, Cuddy, Joe Button talks about that a lot. Yeah, Cuddy is one of those interesting artists that's like, damn, like, you know, you gotta you gotta dig deep into this shit that's heavy for a lot of people and heavy for you because you gotta relive it. Um I think that's that has to be 
tumultuous on the body in a lot yeah, of ways. It has to be. Yes, just um, because you think about that, right? I make a song, let's say I call it I'm Sad. I make it in December, the album comes out in March. Uh, people hear it, they really love I'm December, I'm 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 sad. I go tour I'm sad in August. I may not be sad in August. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I may be really over it and be in a good place. Yeah. But now for the next 13 weeks, I'm rapping I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what niggas and not like. only not only am I rapping sad. He actually has a he has he actually has a song named Sad on a new album. Yeah, so and it's just fucking banger too. It's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> so just just think about okay, I'm sad. I get the lighting to be all blue. The crowd has candles. I mean, their phones and they flicker it through the fucking stage, and that's like I I always think about that when Kanye would perform Dear Mama. Hey mama. I mean, hey mama. That's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Like but I don't I, I think I think sometimes we ask too much. And I feel like Cuddy's one of those people that I don't blame him for putting his music out and just going like live with the album and see me later. Historic I'm not going on tour with this album. Historically, we've always done that to, to artists, especially black artists, unfortunately. We do it to Mary J. Blige. You know, we we want we want music from Mary J. Blige, but we're like, oh, she happy? She in a relationship? That's what people do. People do that. <laughs> people be like, yo, I don't want I don't want happy Mary. I want Mary to be going through some shit. Or like somebody to go through a, a breakup and be like, yo, this next album about to be fire. Because it's, it's just like, damn. because you know Niggas they, are waiting on a future album. Yeah. yeah, they, yeah. Yo, they did that shit to Adele. Adele, yeah. Adele was sad for like two albums. Mm -hmm. Then she dropped the happiest <laughs> album. It's her third album. And yeah, okay. it's just, it's a, I mean, it's a gift and a curse of being transparent with your fans, right? That's, yeah. that's just what it is. I don't even think it's being transparent with your fans. I think it's being transparent with your emotions. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I mean, and, yeah you, sure. and you, like, I think that's another selfish thing. The common misconception that I think Cuddy may be the best artist of our time to deal with that. He carries that water for all of his fans who have those emotional issues. Mm. Like I'm the, the the fans that walk up to him and cry and say, "Yo, your music changed my life. Your music saved me from killing yeah. myself. Your music." The, he bears that burden, and yeah. that shit's gotta be right. yeah. fucking tiring. Yeah, but so, he, like, he realized that he realized that super early in his career. You know, like he acknowledged that on on Man on the Moon too. Like, so he's he's well aware of like. You know the power that he has with his fans, and you know the the gift. I guess you know what you know the gift and the curse that that he possesses. You know what I mean. But you know, but just going back to to this song, um, reborn. You know, I'm so like some noise. Do you have your phone sitting on something or something? For me? Yeah, there was a, a noise. All right, it, it's going. Go ahead. All right, but um, you know, um, but yeah, like this, but you know. This song in particular, like it's is great. Like I'm so reborn. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. 
you know, it, it's a ballad and it's, you know, he's literally speaking to your fans. And if, you know, you, you, you keep up with Cuddy and, you know, you know, you keep up with the things that he goes through because like, you know, he's such like, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if you want to, if you want to label it that, but you know, he's an icon, you know, yes, he is an icon, you know, he's, and he also helped change the sound of music. You know what I mean? Cause he gave us 808s and heartbreak. Yeah. You know, 808s and Heartbreak did a lot. And a lot of the music that Kanye has produced throughout the throughout his career after 808s and Heartbreak, you know, him and him, him and Cuddy have have worked a lot together. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would I would have to say they work together just as much as I would have to say, like the main group is uh Kanye, uh Sci High and and Cuddy. You know, like those are the guys that have worked with each other on every single project, on every single album, um, a good portion of all the songs. Um, I still say Kanye owes, he owes Saha the Prince five minutes, but I understand what you mean. Yeah. But I mean, at the, but also at this point too, we, we, you know, since, since, cause it wasn't any secret that, that, uh, that Saha had writing credits on a lot of these albums, you know, I think now we're at a point right now where it's just like, damn, like, you know, maybe Saha is probably one of the greatest writers that we have, you know? I, and, I think that's the problem. You know, like the writers, writer, great writers don't make great, great celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's Saha issue. Saha Saha isn't really the most like marketable. It's it's it Saha himself is a very difficult guy to like understand because all right, you a street dude and now you a pastor. Like and well, you know, you're talking about violating women's walls and selling drugs all at the same time. So it's like I have no idea where you're coming from. I think the music is great. Don't get me wrong. Like the music is fine. That last album that we got from Saha was great. But no dope on Sundays. No dope on Sundays will be a future project that we will review on um, on a rapping order. Nah, yeah, for a fact. Don't lie. We gotta go back. It, it, it's one of those albums that's quietly kept that comes out of the good music camp. Um, I look at Saha the Prince the same way I look at like someone like ASAP Twelve. Who makes really great projects, but like it's like it's a niche audience. Recognition, yeah. 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 Like, but so back to what we were saying. Saha's good, but I mean, I just I just wanted to shit on all this Saha praise. He's good. <laughs> He's good, but I mean, you know, I mean He's Saha. <laughs> <laughs> He's all good, right. but yeah, He's Saha. <laughs> we'll get into the next song though. The next song is Kitsy Ghost, the title track for the album. It features Yasin Bay. Produced by Kanye, Kid Cudi, Kane Pat, uh, Noah Goldstein, Andrew Dawson, and Justin Vernon. I'm just moving around. Can see ghosts. Can see ghosts. This is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good one. This is a nice say anything is wrong with this fucking song. It is perfect. Let's go on to the next one. This is a nice relief from how heavy the last one was. This makes me feel like I'm in the underground tunnel in the matrix. I love like, it. Like, what the fuck is going on? But I love it. Okay. Spirit. <laughs> 
and this is when Kanye was uh was uh he was he was performing with Cuddy at at Camp at Camp Flognog, and like the Holy Spirit caught him and he was just doing all this fucking wild shit, all these fucking yeah yeah. You know what I mean, like he was he was dancing like that before uh, Duke Deuce. <laughs> this is good. What the fuck? All First right. and foremost, Duke Deuce went. Off in that damn video. Did he not? <laughs> <laughs> I really had to, re- I had to. I had to reevaluate that. Now nah, it's not that that I'm fat that I can't dance. I just can't dance. Like I did, like I was just like I just don't have the rhythm that that nigga got. Because the moves were in elite, elite, and that little girl's face of rapping the lyrics stays rent free in my head. Yeah. yeah, he he went off. Shout out to Duke Deuce. Um, we'll get into the next song. Next song is uh is the last song is Cuddy Montage. Cuddy Montage is produced by Kid Cuddy, Dot the Genius, and Mike Dean. So Kanye ain't have shit to do with this. So um the melody, we could talk about the melody on this song, which is actually built around the grimy like guitar riff from Kirk Cobain's Burn the Rain. Rain. Yep. Um so, so that's very important to notate, especially, you know. Cuddy wore a dress recently to honor Kurt Cobain. Um, and, and the exact outfit colors of the famous uh, sweater, sweat, uh, cardigan uh, outfit, which I thought was really, really dope that um, he addressed that. I think I think the, the relationship that hip-hop music has with Kurt Cobain is such on a human level an artistic level that we don't give enough credit to. But if I ever found out that Kurt Cobain didn't listen to rap music, someone's getting stopped. <laughs> like, like the amount of like, it's crazy how like you think about the, the rap lyrics of that, like that one more game, I might go Kurt Cobain. Like niggas really in hip hop appreciate Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Like I, and I think a lot of people don't really talk about how much of an influence, and I don't know if it's because of the human emotion part of like just being an artist where as much as we don't, I think fans of hip hop, fans of music and the music business look at color. I don't think artists look at color. So I think that artists look at, are able to appreciate an artist for their artistry and what they put out in the world and don't see it as a black and white thing. They found inspiration and um, and found muses f- through whoever. Like it doesn't matter. Like like someone like uh, I bring that reference. Like someone like Ninth Wonder, who goes overseas and goes crate digging for vintage Australian seventies funk music, mm-hmm. and then comes up with a beat okay. for for Kendrick Lamar on Damn. Like those. That's a appreciation for music where there is no color barrier like there is no ceiling for as long as that person can express it they can and i I feel like we don't talk about it enough when it comes to our musicians because that's that's definitely that's definitely what makes the difference between guys like you know you what you just mentioned that's what makes the difference between you know uh kendrick and uh and uh and drake and cuddy and kanye and you know all like all the big major guys like you know like beyonce like uh uh jay-z you know all these guys like they 
you know, they understood from a very long time. Yo, you kidding me, bro? Like the moment, the moment that I found out that it was okay for me to listen to rock music and be a fan of um uh um um of rap was the first time when I saw Jay-Z doing MTV diaries and he was singing um uh story of a girl around the whole world like when yeah. that shit in uh, like on like on like uh like in the car on his way to the airport bro that shit made my jaw drop i was just like oh so i don't even have to hide this you know what i mean i like, think that's the thing too like we don't we don't that was such a moment for me like yeah, I, I don't i don't like, i think kanye is the one who exposed it though i think kanye is the one who exposed it that exposed what? Kanye, obviously Kanye because, was the one who exposed like Kanye because what in uh the the making of the album or whatever uh of uh, 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 uh I think it was his second album when we got um John Mayer in the studio with uh with Kanye and then they had that we got, that uh, we got uh that awkward, that awkward up in the in the studio like that shit is great. Uh the what is the nigga's name? Admiral Levine. There you go. Uh, um Adam Levine, Adam Levine, Adam, Adam Levine. Levine. Yeah. Errol Levine, Errol, I forgot, that's the clone. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. what do you say? Adam Levine. Er, no, Errol Levine. Errol Levine is the girl who likes Skater Boys. And she says she'll be she later. No, that's Avril. Avril, Avril Levine. Levine. What are you saying about Adam Levine? That, like, Adam Levine being from Maroon 5, blending it. I think, I think we had saw it a couple of times. But I don't think I necessarily gave the credit to someone like. You know who actually? Okay, so this is the misconception. I want to give the credit to like M. Like, like Run DMC is the one who bridged it, but I feel like that was marketing. It wasn't really like, yo, we listen to rock music. Like, nah, I that feel was like a huge moment. It was a huge moment. But what I mean, like, when you listen to people like Yay, or you know what? Case in point. We had the pleasure of interviewing Swiss Beats for Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. The relationship DMX had with Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. yeah. That, that like, that's a, like, to have those moments in hip hop, I think are very huge because the, that artistry doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah. Where like, yo, we don't see that there's no color barrier, there's no, because most of the time, the color barrier comes with a genre barrier as well. So like rock music is looked at as that's white people music. We can't listen to that. But Kanye has a way of always introducing new sounds and taking elements from different genres of music and bringing it into hip hop. Yeah. His so, ear Zeppelin is ridiculous. Um, but you know what's funny? Nobody ever gives credit to the Yin Yang Twins for having Adam Levine on the song before Kanye had Adam Levine on the song. No, I didn't know that. So that, that Look that's it cool. up, my brothers. I'm not here to educate. <laughs> I'm just here to. I mean, this is rap in order. We are educating, but I get it. No, yeah, I just wanted to be slick with my words. But <laughs> look it up. Look it up. Adam Levine and the Yang Yang Twins. They have a song with with uh you know on one of their albums. That's crazy. I believe it was called Live Again. Hey, we're we're proverbial chicken. <laughs> uh, but yeah, only here at Rap in Order you can get content like this. Who but no. us? No one. You know I'm saying, I'm here. I'm not here for a long time. I'm just right now. I'm just putting words together for no reason. But 
Um, uh, so we've reached the end of this album, nonetheless. Um, we can give our official ratings. This album, I'm comfortable with giving it a four. Um, there aren't any misses fully on this album. I don't think we really shitted on anything on this album. But I think I think it's just... And this is why it, it was hard for me to rate this album, but I knew it would be interesting to talk about. It was hard for me to rate it because it's kind of exists in this weird plane of time. And that's solely because of Kanye. It was Kanye's fault. Kanye rolled out all these albums so oddly. He thought it was so innovative. And he didn't give you enough time to digest none of this shit. And even going back, it still feels like I'm missing something in this album. Like it, it exists, it's cool. The rollout was was bumpy, but it's just like, damn, like what the hell is it about this album that's just like, it's just something missing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. but the songs aren't bad. Songs aren't bad. The chemistry is still on display. Uh it's still it's still cutty. Kanye shows up when he wants in this album, but I'm comfortable with a four. Uh Rob, how do you feel? Three and a half. Okay. Three and a half. And I uh, think it was a good for Cuddy, but Kanye was on fuck shit, so it kind of ruined everything for Cuddy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Eli. Um. Well, when I first when I first listened to this album, and I vividly remember walking and pressing play while I was walking. And as I was walking with the album, listening to the album, um, this is basically Kanye highlighting his favorite parts of Cuddy's of Cuddy's career. You know, like, you know, I like when you did this song and I like the way the drums sounded on that. And I like the sample that you use and I like the reverb that you use on this. So we're going to take elements from this particular song and we're just going to add them onto this. So, um, you know, listening to this album, it was basically, you know, just an amplified version of Cuddy, um, you know, of Cuddy highlights and just Kanye's personal favorite moments of Cuddy and just him helping him um, just be a part of it, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm with you on it to give it a four because I do actively listen to this album. Like, to this very day, I still listen to this album. Um, it's definitely one of my favorites. Um, I'm, I'm with Rob on that one when he said um, about the merch. Like, I wish I could have fucking bought a hoodie or a T-shirt or a fucking deodorant, whatever they was fucking putting out. Like, I just wish I could have copped something. But I rate this album a four. It's still with me to this very day. Free and um, and Kids See Ghost, the song with, with, uh, with Most Def, like, it's intoxicating, like kids see ghosts sometimes. You can't, you can't, you can't. You know what I mean? You gotta love it. I fuck with it. I love it. The only one how that about, I how about how about uh, most stuff go see see the recording studio and give it to another album. How about that? Well, that man, you well, you would have to talk to that man. He's in another country. He can't make it out here. But no, we're gonna he's here. He's here. He's home. Midnight miracle. Yeah, he's home, isn't he? Yeah. Um, he's home. Kanye got him home. Nah, that man lives in Paris now, I think. But Kanye is the one who got him out of Africa. Because that nigga thought having a world passport was an actual passport. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't remember that? <laughs> yeah. 
I still don't understand that shit, honestly. Because they don't exist. That's it. <laughs> I was the same as a world passport. I heard that shit. I'm like, what the fuck is a world passport? Nigga said it expired. No, nigga, it don't exist. What are you talking about? Nigga, there's a passport and that's it. You don't have a world passport. The passport gets you around the world. Nigga, the line. You? And you're waiting for the, it's waiting to get on the plane. That's it. Just say that. The passport was a clear, was a clear laminate. I don't know what the hey, fuck he was on. Gotta leave brother Yasin alone. <laughs> leave brother Yasin alone. Um and he got his kid and wife wrapped up in that shit. Shut the fuck up. Um <laughs> this has been a great episode. Thank you guys. Uh yeah. I am and I have been first class Reg. And um, we're going to get up out of here. Robbie Digital, were you going to say something? You look kind of hesitant. I have, I have and always will be Robbie Digital. Don't steal my shit. Back in the Fendi. Don't steal my shit. Talking about. Don't steal my shit. That's crazy because you liked it. It was smooth, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. I, yeah. I do what I do. Um, Eli P. Yo. Thank you for joining us, and we are out of here. Peace. Dirt.